The Lord established for him a covenant of peace and made him the prince that he might have the dignity of the priesthood forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Today we celebrate the feast of Pope St. John the 23rd. Uh, Giuseppe Roncalli, uh, uh, who uh, was the, the, a relatively modern day saint, um, lived in the 20th century, and he is the, the Pope who convened the, the Second Vatican Council. Um, in doing so, uh, he said he wanted to uh, open the windows and let fresh air in, with the Italian word, aggiornamento. Uh, uh, the, that the world is changing and the church needs to keep up with these changes. And so we honor him today. And as we begin our celebration, we just take a moment of quiet reflection, look for those moments of grace and give God thanksgiving, seek God's forgiveness for our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you came to call sinners to redemption. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you plead for us at the right hand of your Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who gave St. John to be the shepherd of the whole church and made him resplendent with wondrous virtue and teaching, grant that we who venerate the merits of such a bishop may shine with good deeds before others and burn with love before you. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Listen to the word of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I will lead them out from among the peoples and gather them from the foreign lands. I will bring them back to their own country and pasture them upon the mountains of Israel and the lands, ravines, and all its inhabited places. In good pastures will I pasture them, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing ground. There they shall lie down on good grazing ground, and in rich pastures shall they be pastured on the mountains of Israel. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out, the strayed I will bring back, the injured I will bind up, the sick I will heal. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. The word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. 
Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Lord my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I am the good shepherd, says the Lord. I know my sheep and mine know me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord be with you. The reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, you love me more than these. Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to Jesus, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. The gospel of the Lord. This encounter takes place after the resurrection. Um, Jesus had told them he would meet them in Galilee. And so they, they go back up to Galilee and uh, Peter and uh, Andrew and Simon and the others hop in the, the boats that Peter had from his fishing business. They go out fishing and Jesus uh, meets them on the beach. He builds a fire, starts cooking some fish and they come in, and they bring more fish and they're having a, a, a cookout, a picnic on the beach for breakfast with, with fresh caught fish. And then we have this unusual encounter. Um, this is about the most bizarre job interview anyone's ever had. Uh, this was really the interview that Peter went through to become chief executive officer of the church. Um, this is Jesus uh, hiring a CEO uh, for his church. And uh, the question that uh, he asked them was not about uh, bookkeeping. It was not about strategic planning. It was not about strategy. Uh, it was a simple one. Do you love me? And asked them that three times, uh, so much so that it, it uh, got Peter upset. Um, but at each one, Jesus is, is entrusting something to, to him. The first time he says it, he says, feed my lambs. And he says, tend my sheep. And the third time, feed my sheep. 
The more Peter proclaimed his love for the Lord, the more the Lord was entrusting his flock to Peter. Um, uh, he sent him off uh, after this. Uh, he says, Lord Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Uh, he makes him the first pope, the, uh, the first bishop of Rome, the first among equals, as the, the, the pope refers to himself. Um, and, uh, and, and in this interview, we see what really is the most important qualification, uh, not just to be pope, but just to be a Christian. And uh, the saint that we celebrate today, John the 23rd, uh, lived that out as well or better than anyone. Um, he was one of 13 children born to a, a sharecropping father uh, in, in Northern Italy. Uh, so he grew up with very little um, uh, outside of the joy of, of childhood life and the good Italian cooking three meals a day. He, uh, uh, but he didn't know the luxury that uh, uh, that others uh, may have known. Um, uh, but he came to know love. Uh, he loved his brothers and sisters, his parents, his friends. And from that, his love went out. It, it, it branched out from there. Um, he felt a call to be a, a, a priest and uh, entered the seminary. Uh, they recognized, although this uh, this guy came from a poor background and uh, you know, his education background wasn't the prestigious one that the son of a nobleman might have been. Uh, he was recognized for being gifted. And uh, he did a doctorate in canon law to finish his theology studies and then was ordained. Um, a couple of years after his ordination, after just a brief time working in a parish, he was summoned by his bishop um, uh, to come and be his secretary uh, um, to really run the office for him. And so he got involved in all of the day-to-day -day activities of running a diocese. Um, uh, and uh, from there, uh, his bishop uh, spoke to others about what a gifted young man this, this young priest was. And uh, he was summoned by the Holy Father and brought into the, the Vatican's diplomatic corps. Um, he rose through the ranks there and in the late 1930s um, with uh, war on the horizon. He was made the apostolic nuncio to, to Greece and Turkey. Um, if ever there was uh, an assignment that would be a challenge, uh, it would be to be the Catholic Nuncio to Greece and Turkey. Um, uh, neither one being a Catholic country, uh, Greece being Orthodox, Turkey being uh, Muslim. Um, uh, and they hated each other. And this, this, go, this went back, I don't know, almost 3,000 years. You can go back to, to Xerxes and Alexander the Great, the, uh, the battles between the, the Greeks and the, and the Turks. And it, it continued into the 20th century with all of this. And yet, um, he was such that uh, 
in Turkey, he was referred to as a Turkophile. Um, they, they just thought, uh, this man is one of us and he loves us completely. And the Orthodox in Greece looked at him and they, they thought, well, we're really sorry about this, this split that took place 900 years ago. Because if, uh, if there were people like you back then, we wouldn't have had this argument and, and split off from the church. Um, and he was pretty much stuck in that position then because war broke out in Europe. And so uh, he couldn't move to a different assignment. Um, but he made use of his time there um, uh, doing uh, an amazing act of, of courage and, and heroism. Um, he started pumping out fake baptismal certificates uh, to give to, to Jewish refugees so that they could get travel papers uh, to get out of countries that the, the Nazis were, uh, were uh, overrunning and they could make it to Palestine where they could be safe. It said that during the course of the war, he saved uh, 24,000 Jewish people uh, from, the, from the Holocaust. Um, uh, and if you know, if the, the powers that be had learned what he was doing, his own life would have been in great peril. Um, after the war, uh, Pope Pius XII, Eugenio Pacelli, uh, he was the, the model of the modern, uh, of the, the classic uh, Italian church dignitary. He came from one of the the royal families of, of Italy, their family had power going back almost a millennium, uh, tall, slender, always very serious looking, um, found himself uh, you know, as head of the church in a very difficult position in a, in a world war where uh, his flock were on both sides of the war and uh, uh, the very place where he lived was part of uh, what he considered to be an act of evil is Italy uh, joined Nazi Germany on this. Uh, so he, he played a uh, very desperate and dangerous game through, through the six years of that war in Europe. Um, but he recognized uh, uh, Bishop Roncalli as being a talented man. And so to, uh, he entrusted him with being his representative to France. Uh, say we look at this, well, wow, that'd be a pretty great thing. Right? Best food in the world, best wine in the world, uh, some of the most beautiful scenery from mountains to beaches and everything else. And he gave him a mission that was uh, perhaps one of the most difficult things that, that a boss could ever have to do. He had to go to all of the bishops um, who had collaborated with the, the German conquerors and convince them to, to resign their posts and retire. Uh, go off to a monastery and uh, repent of uh, the great evil that they, through their acquiescence, had participated in. And again, he succeeded. Um, and for that, uh, he finally uh, was given a diocese to be a bishop of, and then made Patriarch of Venice, one of the great uh, uh, historic uh, appointments in the church. And then Pius XII died and they went into conclave and much to his surprise, he was elected Pope on the 11th ballot um, and uh, chose the name John. Uh, I will be called John. And 
that he would be John the 23rd. Uh, 20, there have been 23 Johns already, but John, the previous John the 23rd lived four centuries earlier, and nobody would take that name again because he had been one of the anti popes. He had been uh, holding the office under false pretenses. Um, that, that when they asked uh, uh, our uh, Cardinal uh, uh, Roncalli, are you John the 23rd or 24th? He said, I'm John the 23rd. And the other one was not Pope. Um, and he was 76 years old at the time. He was an old man. The idea on the College of Cardinals is that we'll just put in a, an older person as a caretaker, let the church get its uh, feet together because Pius XII has governed for a long, long time. Uh, we'll get ourselves prepared to elect uh, someone uh, to lead us uh, more forcefully. They were in for a big surprise. Because um, uh, rather than just be a caretaker, he started out by enlarging the College of Cardinals for the first time, uh, naming Africans and Asians to those posts. He said, This is the world. We have to be representative in the world. Uh, and then made an announcement of two, two dramatic things that have guided the church ever since then. He called for an ecumenical council, the Second Vatican once again, and he called for a revision of the Code of Canon Law to update it uh, for modern purposes. His announcements were a surprise to everyone, even uh, especially to the cardinals and bishops running the Curia. The Curia is essentially a bureaucracy, and they, they operate as bureaucrats anywhere. Do they, they seek to uh, uh, cement their the importance of their own office and of their own employment and keep themselves going. And when he announced this, uh, a group of them came to him and said, Holy Father, uh, you've called for a council to begin in three years. It is impossible. You cannot possibly prepare. The church cannot be prepared in three years. He said, oh, I see. Thank you for telling me. You're right. We better start in two. So they started a year earlier. Um, uh, he didn't. He, he was there to begin the council, but he was not there for its end. That he, he died of stomach cancer during the course of it, uh, and was succeeded by his friend uh, uh, Cardinal Mar uh, Martini, who we know as Pope Paul VI. Um, uh, what was uh, Giuseppe Roncalli's qualification to be the Holy Father, being one of 13 children of a sharecropper. He loved Jesus. And uh, uh, as many times as Jesus could ask him, he would say, Lord, you know that I love you. And uh, for that, uh, he led the church uh, into modernity and uh, at the same time, opened the windows and brought in a breath of fresh air. Gather our prayers and bring them before our God. We begin with a prayer for peace in our world. One of the things that um, Pope John XXIII is best known for uh, is uh, his encyclical Pachinan Paris, uh, Peace on Earth, where he addressed uh, the issues of, of war, especially mechanized warfare of the kind of World Wars I and II. He himself, as a priest, served as an ambulance 
uh, stretcher bearer in the First World War. He was drafted into the Italian army. Um, and especially with the, the possibility of the nuclear holocaust hanging over it, he wrote Hachiman Terrace. And so we, uh, we asked for his intercession to help bring peace to our world. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the church in gratitude for God's word, God's sacraments, God's saints. We pray to the Lord. Pray for our own mission of Catholic education, uh, mission begun by uh, the Holy Family, continued uh, through to our present time. We pray to the Lord. Pray for the, the sick in our community. Uh, very special way we pray for uh, Mary Kay Dowling, uh, uh, for uh, Katie Barsha, the sister of, of Andrew, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Buell. Um, the, God's healing graces may come upon all of them. We pray to the Lord. We remember the Zimmeron family uh, today as they uh, celebrate the anniversary of their son, Garrett. Um, birth uh, uh, and ask for God's consolations to them as, as he died this past year. We pray to the Lord. For yes. your intention. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving God, we come before you, bringing you our hopes and desires, offering them to you through your Son, Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. It is the gift of the earth to work with human hands that will become for us the bread of life. And blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Through the divine work of human hands that will become our spiritual drink. So my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice. To the praise and glory. For our good and good of all this holy church. Grant our supplication, we pray, O Lord, that this sacrifice we present on this feast day of St. John the 23rd may be for our good and through its offering. You have loosed the offenses of all the world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For on the feast of St. John the 23rd, you bid your church rejoice, 
So too you strengthen her by the example of his holy life. Teach her by his words of preaching and keep her safe in answer to his prayer. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of his praise. As without end we acclaim, holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the default, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, once supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood. The blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation. Giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that for taking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity. Give us Francis, our Pope, Bishop Walter, our administrator, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your faith. Have mercy on all of us, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her husband, the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and John the 23rd, and Francis of Assisi, and Claire and all the saints that please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs of eternal life, and they praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command are formed by divine teaching. Let's raise our voices in the prayer given to us by Jesus himself. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in the kingdom. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. So the Lord be with you. Offer each other sign of God's peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord, you should have Only say the word, my soul shall receive. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe to eternal life. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Let us pray. May the power of the gifts we have received, Lord God, on this feast day of St. John the 23rd, fill us with its effect, both to sustain our mortal life and to gain us the joy of unending happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. May the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And Matthew's ended, go in peace. Thank you. Thank you, Father.